Welcome to the Straight Out of Home Video Podcast, part of the Geeky Waffle Network. Today we're talking about Kim Possible, Stitch in Time. I'm Candice, and with me is my co-host, Vanessa. Hey. hey! And our special guest, Jared. How are you, Jared? Hello there. I am great, and I'm very happy to be here and very excited. And you chose this movie. Why did you choose Kim Possible, Stitch in Time? Can I just say one thing? It's a sitch, a sitch in time. What did I say? Stitch. A sitch. Like a situation, <laughs> right? Yeah, because she's a... Sitch. Yeah, so what's, what's the sitch? Okay, thank you. Okay, you chose this movie, whatever it's called. Uh, yeah, so full disclosure, Buzz Lightyear of Star Command, The Adventure Begins, was taken. Yeah, we um, already did that one, sorry. I was I, I saw that on the list, I'm like, oh, yes, 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 yes. Because for whatever reason, like it worked its way, the existence of that movie had worked its way back into my brain, and I couldn't stop thinking about it again. I was like, perfect. And I was like, oh, nope, never mind. Um, well, this also has Nicole Sullivan. Nicole Sullivan plays the Princess Marinova in Buzz yeah. Lightyear. And she is Shigo in the series and movie. And I absolutely love her. It occurred to me how much that woman like formed like weird baby Jared's cartoon crushes. Oh, yeah. Or- we did our bad boys, bad girls, like our favorite ones. And I, Brie and I were both like, we have crushes on Shigo. And we're like, yeah. we don't know why. I mean, yeah, because, yeah, she's, I, because I, she's so I, badass. She is. And, you know, she's sexy in her type, forming like green and black, you know, cat suit, and she can, you know, kick some butt. And she's the only villain with like an actual brain. <laughs> but yeah. And not and- a hilariously strange, very specific gimmick either. Yeah. Um, smart is sexy, even if it's evil smart. In my opinion, evil smart is the best smart. But no, I, 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 as a kid, I friggin' loved Kim Possible. It was probably my favorite show, you know, aside from like a Buzz Lightyear. And then once Kim Possible wrapped up, I got super into like American Dragon and that stuff. But I remember specifically this movie when I had first moved to my hometown, a very distinct memory of being in the living room of the house we had just moved into. Not everything was moved in yet. But I remember like watching this movie like several times in one day while like my mom and Nana were like painting one of the rooms upstairs. And I remember like watching and then rewatching this movie a couple times like over the course of those days, multiple times over those days. And it just was one of those things where I was on there. It was like, okay, yeah, this is an easy second pick. And I'm glad I rewatched it because it. It made me happy. It was a very, very fun uh, jaunt down memory lane. When I saw this this one on the docket, I was I was like, I have I have to do this because I just I wanted to watch it again. I hadn't seen exactly. it. In for, yeah, I hadn't seen it in forever or Kim Possible in forever. But Kim Possible was always one of my favorite shows. It definitely held up, which is what Candace said a little bit uh, a little bit earlier. It's like it it holds yeah, up. Yeah, totally holds up. This is the first Kim Possible movie, and it's kind of weird because it's actually like three episodes they put together, and it's not officially a Disney decom movie, but it's on our list of direct-to-home movie, so we watched it. And someone's going to have to help me with the summary because it is complicated for a kid's movie. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) It's stopping trouble. It's a little Avengers Endgame too. Oh, you know? it, it, that's huh. that's where they got it from. All they went to all the key moments. Okay, so Kim and Ron start out their new school year. Um, they took Latin. I also took Latin in college. Maybe this influenced me to take it. 
I don't know. Ron finds out his family's moving to Norway, which actually, Ron, Norway sounds awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Well, apparently the food is not so great because there's only two things that they eat ever. Yeah, but it's like one of the happiest countries in the world. So, Ron, you're leaving America. That's good. Well, he yeah, did, he didn't know. I mean, the the big the bigger issue is just that he's going to be away from Kim and therefore cannot, you know, participate in any of the Save the World adventures that they always go on. I thought the biggest thing was he's away from Bruno Nacho. I well that that's a big thing too, but that that's okay. that actually is kind of the story. I feel like that is the through line. Is is Ron just wants to save Bueno Nacho? Like the rest of the stuff, it doesn't matter. That's that's his yeah. That's his character goal. That's his. That's his the whole... big through line for him is avenging Bueno Nacho. Yes. Yes. So being separated, even though Ron is calling Kim the entire time, really strains their like their partnership. Like they have some kind of weird like mojo going around with the way they work together. And we got a villain team up. I love when the t- villains team up, don't you guys? Oh, yeah. Masters of Evil, Legion of Doom. I'm here for it. Let's yeah. go. So there's Dr. Draken, Monkey Fist, and Duff Killigan. And of course, she goes there because she's like the sidekick to Dr. Draken. And they're trying to find the Monkey's Fist, which is a time traveling idol. Am I getting this right? Yes. I don't know if it, I don't remember if it was called Monkey Fist, but because that's the that's the villain. Oh, the, yeah, yeah. So but, it's like but, a monkey idol. Yeah, it's a monkey yeah. idol, and it is yes. Once once you have it and you you position it at a particular time, very Indiana Jones. Uh, you position it at a yeah. particular time of day. Uh, you know, the day of the year, then uh, it, it will give you the power to travel through time. I guess that just and that that was actually kind of. Uh, confusing because they had to do that in order to go through time the first time, but they didn't have to do anything else to go through time any of the other times that they did it. So is it was it that just to kind of kickstart its power? I think so. I think there was like some weird, you know, they make the joke a couple of times. It's like, why is this ancient magic going to be so complicated? Um, <laughs> but I think it was like, yeah, like to activate it, it has to be like that specific set of circumstances. Um, and then after that, it's just kind of free reign, just hold it up and walk through a portal and there you go. Yes. That. Okay, cool. I mean, that tracks. Sure. Uh, (laughs) I really no, but I, I do, I do find anything. I mean, not, not only am I, uh, a Kim Possible fan, but obviously like anything time travel I'm really interested in. So it's always, it's always very interesting to see kind of how they do time travel in, in any of these things. Um, what did you guys like? What did you guys think of the the way they they kind of they handled that situation? It's a little confusing because well, let's let's go through past the past. They go to the past first, and Doctor Draken's great idea is to go to preschool Kim and like destroy her spirit, and they can't even destroy the spirit of a four year old. Nope, and they and then I think one of them says something about well, we tried to crush her spirit. Why can't we just crush her? <laughs> I'm like, she's physically. <laughs> and can I just say, I love toddler Ron. He's like, there's rules to the playground, or else there'll be anarchy or something like that. Yes. I like the little bit where he's talking about, like, my imaginary friend will come protect me, and he, like, calls out the name Rufus. Yeah. I, I, I love that little through line there with him that, like, that name has just always been, like, a comforting, like, the concept of a comforting presence named rufus to him is just this really deep-rooted thing 
then on top of that, like he kind of gets the whole concept of Rufus come protect me vindicated by the time we see the clone army of Rufi. <laughs> Rufus is built like a brick crap house um and all of them it's just very it, it all comes it all comes to pass for him and i think that's very cute it is very it is very cute and um that and then another person that people will recognize is preschool kim is voiced by dakota fanning yeah they got some big names they have to... some big names in all of this uh, and then going through to the rufus 3000 that was michael dorn who is war from star trek yeah <laughs> so which was amazing for me to to find out the casting's weird they they got some interesting actors we'll go through them when we get to their parts so they also go to the day that kim started her website kim possible she can do anything and we find out she's been mistaken for team possible no team impossible and there's actually an episode, I believe in season four, where we see Tim Possible and they're mad at Kim because she does things for free. Yeah, I remember that one. That was that's such a good callback. I, there's a part of me that wants to go back and do like a rewatch to see if the guy referencing Team Impossible is a precursor to Team Impossible showing up or if that's an actual callback to when they showed up. Um, but now, now I want to go find out. I'm pretty sure it's a... It came before the episode. So they're like, hey, we're going to call this. That's the great thing about this series is like we've been here. Like when you watch a series, you hear, oh, they met in preschool in the playground. We get to see it. We hear about her first mission. And it's all these little details. And you can just tell the people who make this really love it. Yeah. And I mean, Jared, I'm with you. I just want to rewatch the series in general now that I've seen this. <laughs> So I'm still obsessed over this cast list because I'm also <laughs> wondering how, how they got some of these people. So obviously, you know, you have your originals, Christy Carlson Romano and Will, Will Friedel. Hopefully I'm pronouncing that right. I can I can never remember how to pronounce his name. And then uh, Taj Maori. And then you have all of these other people. Like we said, Michael Dorn um, and I think what we say. Oh, yeah. Uh, Nicole Sullivan. We also have Michael Clark Duncan as future yes, Wade. I that's insane. <laughs> Which is oh, amazing. True Monique is Vivica A. Fox. Yes, yes, exactly. Vivica what? A. Fox. And <laughs> just, Freddie Prince Jr. is future Jim and future Tim. I, See, I, rec I recognize his voice from like when I first watched this because I was like, she's all that. And now I'm like, Kanan from Star Wars Rebels. It's interesting how times change. <laughs> but yeah, I was just very, very impressed with the cast, you know, and, and sometimes you can't you can't always, you know, know that it's going to be a hit with with cast and with, with casting. Um, but but this one, I think I think that it was a pretty, pretty sure shot based off of who decided to be in this movie. Yeah, I think that this show had a really good reputation and it wasn't hard to get high caliber actors to like you know guest on this for a one-off mm -hmm. but it is funny because i mean i know that you know kim possible tv series so they did a tv made a tv movie but i feel like it could have been released as something else oh you mean like cinematically yeah but yeah I, I it, also, it was epic yeah but i also understand i guess why they why they wouldn't have done it but it it, it could have done that um okay so the big twist is rufus 3000 the future offspring of rufus i don't want to think about it 
comes <laughs> from the future and is like, the Supreme One is taking over. And Kim just like automatically thinks it's Dr. Draken because he's always trying to take over the world. But plot twist, it's actually Shigo. Yeah, which I feel like she probably should have realized based on what everybody was wearing, but I'll 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 give her the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> it's Draken's psychic, you know? He likes people just that way. No, I think the green and black outfits are a fun red herring, though, because I feel like a lot of people go, oh, well, that's just a getup that Draken makes people wear. Mm. And I think think that's like an interesting. Well, that's why Kim goes, well, yeah, because like he's making them wear the dumb outfit Shigo has to wear. And that's true. He kind of loops backwards like, no, like they're they're dressing in tribute to Shigo, uh, not not similarly to her, which I also thought was neat. I also like how the school bully ends up being like the leader of the shigo gestapo of course yeah bonnie yeah Yeah. that makes that 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 makes sense for sure i wanted to to know what you guys's favorite like if you guys had any favorite moments or quotes because i think that i definitely had two that really made me laugh out like actually laugh out loud one where where they're being taken to the um they call it the attitude adjustment center (laughs) (laughs) and kim Kim is like isn't that the high school and the robot's like prepared to be drained of all individuality and spirit and ron's like yep high school i love everything like she goes as like draken's like oh we have this plan and she's like sounds smart and draken's like we must go go undercover using this juvenator what's a juvenator and he like turns into a four-year-old and she's like okay just got dumb and the juvenator is one of those little uh you know tower things that that children play with perfect yeah that's such a funny bit as well that he's like it's a juvenator and it's like dude just also is it just me or just like draken's performance now great i i just right before while re-watching this watched this fun little video essay about buzz like you're a star command um because i've been on like a weird kick about it lately like i said and i like that draken is similar to the way that they play zerg yeah, really over it the top. Not your star command. Yeah, where it's like he's clearly a villain and he's menacing, but he's also an oaf. Yeah, like I would rather battle like Draken than like Shigo. Oh, absolutely. Abs- yeah, 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 for sure. But I, it was also like hints of like Mark Hamill's Joker in him that I couldn't help but like get out. I couldn't help but try to not notice. That it felt like, and I don't know. And again, maybe it's because I rewatched Batman the Animated Series recently. But there was just something very, you know, ladies and gentlemen. There was something Mark Hamill Joker about it that made me also really, really enjoy Draken more than I thought I would coming back to Kim Possible. He's very much a showboat. Like, just another line that I love is he's like, Shigo, have you forgotten the talk we had about hurting with our words? (laughs) (laughs) He's a super villain. Uh, Yeah, I know. Technically, they all kind of are, but they just... Yes. uh... So, okay. So the other two villains that they partner with, like, Draken is a blue soup mad scientist um monkey fist is like a lord who made a like a deal to become like part monkey so he knows like monkey kung fu i forget what it's called (laughs) duff killigan who's like the world's like maddest golfer and he like has golf balls that explode (laughs) sounds like the worst james bond villain yeah i was they all feel like d-list batman villains 
Oh, it's like Kite Man. Yeah, Kite Man, Calendar King, Condor, you know, Calendar Condiment Man, Calendar King. <laughs> King. Yeah, all of them. It's that same like they're all cut from that same cloth of like this is a really specific. <laughs> And we're going to run this gimmick into the ground by the time we're done. Well, the funny, the funny thing that you said, you said James Bond. I, I, I just, I thought of the, 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 I can't remember his name, but the guy who uh, has the hat that just, that has, that just, it's in Goldfinger and he throws it and it just chops off everything. You know what I'm talking about? Cause, cause I think so. Yeah. Yeah. That, that reminds me of, of that where it's like, that's his thing. And then with, uh, what's his face? The, the, uh, the golf balls are his thing yeah and, and in the future he becomes like part robot and oh and as ron says he's more robot than golfer now <laughs> it's just like he's more machine now than man twisted yeah. and evil <laughs> they're just so good at like referencing stuff and just having fun with it uh, that that is the word it's just fun it's just this fun little romp i i it's it's just fun to watch i love my monkey fist is the only one who doesn't end up like weirdly changed um he's already weirdly changed (laughs) far as on the floor for how much weirder he can get (laughs) but like i love seeing like draken being turned and i keep making batman references but this is kind of kind of what it feels like where draken ends up like bane with like the venom serum where he's just getting pumped up and pumped up and pumped up and pumped up <laughs> um, he's like he's literally getting bigger as the fight goes on, and I'm like, that's very Bane. Like, I didn't have that reference when I was a kid when I first watched this. And I'm, I'm like, that, that's just Bane. That's the point. He's he's Joker and he's Bane now. It, it's fun. I, it's just so fun and silly. I also to this day the uh, the desire to have anything from Bueno Nacho is so strong. Oh like, my that gosh, is, yes cheesiest most hearty looking tacos and nachos i've ever seen that i cannot eat yeah and, and i think it is a personal offense and it must be incredible because that's what saves the entire world because <laughs> yeah. ron ron finds out shigo is the one who transferred his mother to norway and is a reason he's eating meat cakes and cabbage stew and then at one point also, they see a destroyed bueno nacho yes. and the plan of the apes reference yeah yes i didn't get that as a kid <laughs> it's so funny i i was cackling i was like in the middle of the night last night i'm like they really went for a planet of the apes reference for a bunch of seven-year-olds like, well, uh, we get it now. <laughs> you have to know that that's also what Rufus was fighting for too, because that's a that was another great quote where Rufus <laughs> they, were, they take Rufus three thousand takes takes the original Rufus and he's and he puts him in front of like all the other Rufuses and he's like Rufus Prime, what is the meaning of life? And he's like, uh, cheese, and everybody's so excited about it. <laughs> I yeah, I don't think Rufus is wrong. I don't no. think he's. I I a hundred percent agree with the naked mole rat. Um, I it's so funny. And there's one thing I want to bring up about the finale just before I forget to say it. And this is something that occurred to me when I watched this as a kid. Is it just me or the way that they cut away look like Kim killed Shigo? Because the way she falls, it looks like she's falling through the broken window. But they cut away before you can actually see she go land. And I remember even as a kid going, did Kim kick her out of a window? <laughs> huh. Just to fall out of this spire. And I remember last night watching, I was like, 
she definitely kicked her out of a window. I mean, technically, that time doesn't exist. Exactly. So Kim didn't technically kill her. So it's fine. But (laughs) that definitely puts a darker spin on this whole movie. (laughs) We can argue Shigo has superpowers. We find out that she's part of like a superhero team back in the day before she turned villain. So maybe part of her powers is like she can be launched from like a 20 story building and be okay. She can do like the glowy hand thing and have that like cushion or fall. AC superheroes do that kind of nonsense all the time. I just, the way they cut away, it felt like they were specifically hiding the fact that she fell. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Maybe there's like a part of my brain that's like hyper violent and needs that to be in the kids show. Maybe I'm the one who's the jerk here. Hashtag Kim Possible is a murderer. Cancel Kim Possible. You know, Cancel like, Kim Possible. <laughs> it's already been canceled twice. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to talk about something when you're just like, it was awesome. Because Vanessa and I have suffered through so many of these already. And it's really hit or miss. And it's mostly miss. Yes. <laughs> And the animation is great. The writing's great. The voice acting's great. It's just wonderful. I, I don't have anything bad to say about it. Yeah, I, it's really one of those things. Where it's, it's, it's really good at being what it's trying to be. Like, you know, you can look at it and try to be obnoxiously serious about it and be like, you know, oh, like it's weird because we have like kids gloves on. It's like we're going to go bully her instead of like, you know. Murder a four-year-old. Yeah, you know, it's like <laughs> you're gonna do that instead of you know, like the baby Thanos thing with Rhodey and Endgame, where he just kind of like gestures choking out the baby with a blanket. Where like it's the same kind of thing here, where it's like you could just you know whacker. Um, <laughs> and I love a monkey fist. Like they're they're there for the first mission. He's like, I'm gonna be right back because I'm just offhand nowhere to find a mystical monkey golem. That, can, that will murder people. That that will just straight up kill her. Um, also, can we address the fact that Kim Possible predicted like the 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 stuffables or whatever those plushies that are going crazy are right oh, now? Oh, uh, cuddle cuddle buddies, cuddle buddies, cuddle pals, something like that. They like low key predicted the scarcity of the stuffables or squish squishables. Squish. What are they called? Squishmallow. Squishmallow. That's well, it. they thought of that because of Beanie Babies. That's what I figured it was. Like, that's oh, what I yeah, that's that. what I thought too. But then I guess like, but are those like mix of animals? Is that what that is? Those squishmallows. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't think the the, the squishmallows are. But it was just the way they were talking about it and the way that the squishmallows are like really blowing up right now. I couldn't help but think about it, uh, and the way that like they already came with names. Like the Squishmallows apparently come pre-named and that's the point. I do think it was really, really funny that that dude was creating an entire laser thing of like laser room of death to protect it. There were only 10 of them made, Vanessa. I know. (laughs) But a a normal safe just wasn't wasn't doing it for him. He was like, no, I need whatever... uh, Whatever sorry soul that comes in here to attempt to rob me of my squishmallows or cuddle buddies or whatever they were called to like be literally dissected by a laser grid. Like not only was it just like a lethal security system, it was a cartoonish James Bond one uh, that that ends in no other way but just just in a grotesque closed casket situation. Unless you're a cheerleader who knows acrobatics. 
Unless you're a really good one. This is like a joy to watch. In a few years, I'll probably watch it again. And I probably will rewatch the series soon because I do really love it. It brings back a lot of nostalgia, but it also holds up. I feel like even when we take our nostalgia classic glasses off, we would still like it. I really badly want to uh, rewatch So Not the Drama now. Like, I really want to see if that one holds up. Because I know me, like, as a kid, I, like, I, I thought it was going to be the end of Kim Possible, but they came back for one more season after So Not the Drama. And I remember just being on the edge of my seat the whole time with, like, the Will They Won't They with Kim and Ron, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember, like, the catharsis of, like, them kissing at prom. It was one of those moments where it was like, oh, oh, the, this is what shaped my entire perspective on romance. Oh, my God. I saw a TikTok earlier today that made that exact joke where it was like, has has part of your perception of love and romance been shaped by the media you consumed as a child? Answer honestly. And I was like, oh, oh, yep, yeah, you are on to something. I shipped Ron and Kim back in the day as kids. I was totally on board for that train. And yeah, it's just also just great seeing their friendship and just seeing their history of meeting when they were little four-year-olds at the playground. Cute. It's so flipping cute. Jared, how can people find you online? Yeah, you guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at DarkJedi2552. You can find the podcast network. I help run uh, the Nerd Academy podcast. I have had Candace on before. You were on for one of our Mandalorian episode reviews uh, back for season two on our Star Wars show, Knights of the Nerd Republic. Our main show, Nerd Academy podcast, is comic book book movie and entertainment news. Um, Campus Life's our conversational show. Uh, We have uh, one of our newer shows, Nerd Academy Movie Club. For Black History Month, we are doing Ryan Coogler movies. And for March, uh, to ring in the Snyder Cut, uh, Laughs in Agony, uh, we are revisiting the Zack Snyder uh, DC movies. And we also have our uh, movie trivia schmodown after show, the number one contender podcast, where Travis and I talk all things schmodown. We have a Patreon if you so choose to uh, check us out and like it that much. We'd be honored with that. But yeah, Nerd Academy podcast. Come listen. We would love to have you and see you all enroll. Awesome. And you can find us at thegeekywaffle.com, geeky underscore waffle on Twitter, and all social media, including TikTok, which is mostly videos of my dog. I I did not know there was an official Geeky Waffle TikTok. I need to look that up right now. Yeah. It's mostly Bucky J. Barks, the winter worker. Oh my, Bucky J. Barks, that's his name? That's his full name, the Winter Borker. Winter Borker. Oh my God, you're, that that dog is in good hands. That dog- his color, his tag says, until the end of the leash. <laughs> and it has the Winter Soldier's star and Captain America's shield as a little charm. That's so cute. I am such a fan of all of this. This is <laughs> phenomenal. I, ah, my heart. Thank you, Jared, for joining us. Thank you, Vanessa. Actually, I don't have to thank you for watching this because this was awesome. Yeah. I mean, th- thank you for letting me be on so that I had a, a reason to watch this. Of course. But there's no, you don't need a reason to watch. No, you don't. No, you don't need a reason. But I probably wouldn't have thought about it for a while if it weren't for this. So I'm very excited. I'm very happy about this. Yeah. We hope you have a happily ever after until the sequel or until someone gets a monkey idol. <laughs>